Yeah, recorded. Um, I went to the dentist last week. Yeah. <laughs> what is your face doing? No, go on. Is this in part of the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I went to the dentist. Just a little special way to start. Go on. Just a little, just for a checkup. And um, the bloke said, yeah, they're looking good. They're looking good. Might need to have a uh, a root canal at some point, which I'm absolutely petrified about. Cause it's got very deep filling on my bottom left. That's tooth news for you. And um, at the end, he was like, uh, do you, do you ever like gurn your teeth? Do you ever grind your teeth in the night? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think so. My, my dentist my... has asked me that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is it. I said, sometimes my mouth hurts and I'm on my jaws. They said, yeah, you might need a mouth card. And um, they start at around 180 quid. And you know me. I'm so I'm like Steve Merchant. I will just fall into these loops, these payment plans and stuff. And he was like, uh, did you want one? I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If there was such thing as like a bollock protector, you would <laughs> right, like protect against cancer, but it costs like five grand. You would, but it only had one percent effect. I panicked so much there on the spot. I was like, suddenly, am I like some sort of, I don't know, do I need this? Do I need this? And so he took a mold of my my mouth. I went downstairs to pay, and just like quick as a flash, no questions asked, I just went, yeah, right, 180 quid. I didn't have that money. I put it on a credit card, and I was like why are you doing this like you're you're so you could sell me anything I'm like steve you know when he talks about no he's talking about buying a house isn't he because i don't know if there's some silence or some damp it says you don't know that you get a survey done yeah, so, but that's what you were doing with your teeth you were getting the survey done it to be fair you weren't buying it off you know a, a, a man who lives above a laundrette and runs a sort of dodgy back street. I haven't, of, I haven't mentioned where the dentist was yet, Gary. Uh-huh. It was a, it was above a, it was above a strip club. Yeah, it was. Was it? No, it wasn't. It's uh, Angel, but, mate. This is Angel. But yeah, yeah, posh. Posh. posh, posh. posh. You, you're you're not really an angel though, are you? You're kind not of not But um, yeah. Uh, well, welcome to his little legs, everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always yeah. forget to say his little legs. You go to say done it three times. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's basically the Detrat Spinner's offshoot of his little legs for Patreon. So we are live. This is our third show. Um, we're going to put out some video clips as well. And uh, yeah, this is a show just for you guys. And I believe, Miles, we've had a new Patreon. You're going to go through the list of people who subscribe to us. So yeah, we've got Mike Green, who has just joined us. Oh, we've got. Connor, Connor Burt and Francis Thanks. Cherry, who have joined a pool of about 11 patrons who have kindly donated their hard-earned wallet to help line our pockets. Oh, yeah, as if. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Jesse Araju, Dan Sarchi, Henry Marwood, David McGurr, Daisy Elizabeth and Peter Emanuelson. Thanks, and- guys. Uh, we really appreciate you. And um, please keep paying. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> no, um yeah we appreciate it and that's why you get the bonus show so um we uh said to you that you can kind of decide subjects that we talk about and i believe we've had well we have had from francis a good suggestion i can't have you got it there verbatim i do yeah we're going to do a bit of a an episode based around the idea of shame and embarrassment so this is the shame special yeah i like to think of all our shows as the shame (laughs) it is in a way but just just to start us off and a couple of feedback points from our our previous show which we did on christmas day 
Um, He's little legs in the community. This is from Rob Banks. I just listened to your Christmas show and thought it was great. Just a couple of quick points. I don't know if you know or not, but the lady who is Monkey Allen's date at the end of the second Christmas special is the main lady who gets abuse in Little Britain's Fat Fighters by Marjorie Dawes. This is where you said, how bad would it be if you were an overweight uh, actor and and you are chosen for a part like the way goes... Yeah. Because, yeah... Obviously, so, it's partly because they're a good actress, but it's like it's like a brilliant thing to be in the office. What an amazing thing to be! But knowing that you're only in there, well, you're in there because you are huge, and that that's the joke. You're the yeah. butt of the joke, and you're only in there for about thirty seconds, but, and you're you're a joke because of your weight. Uh, no, it's I didn't. Like know they were the same you, they said, "I need a I need a hairy, sort of bland, dressed man with silly spiky hair." Get yeah. GF on the line. Get me. Get, get yeah. I'd 9008 for it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> the actress. Yeah. Is called... might be listening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know my number. It's not. Uh, the actress is, is called Joan Condon. I have felt sorry for actors like this as well. I was in a drama group with a man who genuinely claimed to be put forward by his agent for any roles which were believed to look a bit like an ogre. His words. This seems a really horrible thing for me to say, but he genuinely claimed he got a lot of roles by accepting his appearance. Yeah. Maybe preferable for some, not so attractive roles. And he is fairly successful. I guess Joan Condon could just say who who else has been in two of the most successful comedies ever. I yeah, very... obviously, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a huge honour to be in those things, and it's not just because of their weight. They're obviously they obviously like auditioned a lot of weighty. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they did. Yeah, of course they would have. But if she's been in both those things, it must be because she like they're character actors, aren't they? You know, people who have strong characteristics don't tend to get main parts. They are character actors. And, and yeah. part of the aspect that gets them the role is is an aspect of their physical appearance you know but good or bad so she, yeah. he then goes on uh, rob says i really appreciate the stuff on hospital radio too i used to do a lot of drama and comedy and had some amazing times it was really interesting hearing your experiences and the way you channel your creativeness i work in a bank in central london which can be fairly dry and i'm really keen to get back into doing more creative stuff in 2021 and your podcast has really helped to inspire me hope you both had a happy christmas and have a smashing new new year thanks rob i hope you have a a lovely new year and you make lots of lovely creative stuff no what a lovely email rob uh thank you very much for your feedback and um yeah you sound like me you're into drama comedy um writing and financial business hospital radio and yeah i was gonna say you work in a in a bank like i used to um so uh rob will be presenting the show sitting in for me for the next four weeks i think i think that's a really nice thing because every i think people who think some people who work in jobs that they perceive as quite sort of you know flat or they always they always think they're not creative and it's like everyone has the capacity to do and lots of things carl pilkington everyone's got a good idea in them carl did rockbusters yeah (laughs) carl did rockbusters yeah and uh so maybe we'll be hearing the the rob spanks cast no rob um it's uh, i'm excited for you mate and i think that you'll uh, you'll do really well in your creative uh, endeavors and uh, let us know how they go uh, throughout the year and um thanks for saying you know to the fact that this show's inspired you is uh, is very nice and thanks for being a patron we've got another one i believe i do sean wright 
in answer to your question, did I remember the content when I first listened to the shows in 2003 and 2004? This is uh, Sean originally listened to oh, the show. Oh, is this Sean who listened to them live? Yeah, live on podcast. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Sadly, I don't remember now. However, when I rediscovered the shows in 2008, I'm pretty sure I remembered bits back then from when I listened to them the first time around. That's yeah, probably makes... true, though, isn't it? Because things do sort of filter yeah. down into a little... That makes, that makes sense. That's what I kind of expected, but wasn't sure. Yeah. Thanks for uh, answering our question. I also tread the hospital radio boards between 2010 and 2012 in Oxfordshire. I also did student radio at Huddersfield and at university. If Liverpool and I have made friends for life doing unpaid voluntary work. So I definitely recommend it just for the social aspect alone. And it also gives you confidence generally. Strangely enough, I live on top of BBC Six Music in Salford, but can't get a radio job for love and the money. Happily working in subtitles for television. So not all bad. That sounds like a really cool job, though, working yeah. in television. Yeah, right? absolutely. And um, again, very, very relatable, you know, into hospital radio between 2010, 2012. That's when I was doing it, you know, um, and uh, trying to get into radio now. So, yeah, I can I can totally empathise with that. And a very good summary of how what it's like to be in that creative space but sort of outside the professional world of it. Have you ever Have you ever been to Manchester? Salford's a Manchester, isn't it? Salford is part of manchester yeah okay. i've uh, but it probably people in salford would not would like no to say, i know that's what i thought yeah not manchester but it's great to manchester um yeah i've been to manchester what I've been to old, old trafford oh the football grounds yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i have was it yeah, football grounds was that tax on that fiver in was it that was just was that once i've been i've no i've been uh yeah i think what funny enough like i remember my dad he said to us one day, we're going to see Auntie oh. Mary. He said, we're going to see Auntie Mary. And we know, like, did, the she family, a, did she have I, something like a split tennis ball? Or? I'm not dis... Well, I don't know. Probably. Did you call her Uncle Mary? No, I didn't. She, That's mum. With of. your family record. Well, it could well be, yeah. But no, it was like, that's like, I don't want to diss Auntie Mary, but it's like, oh, do we have to? That's like the thing we didn't want to do. And then we started driving. He's like... I'm I just um, I'm joking. We're actually going to uh, drive into Old Trafford to, to watch um, Manchester United Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, like we went all the way to Manchester and uh, we didn't see Auntie Mary. It's it's I didn't see much of it, but it's supposed, supposed to be very good. Our, our mutual friend Pete goes to Manchester quite a lot. So I don't know what that says. But there's he likes a lot to see down there, doesn't he? There's certain uh, things to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, lot of yeah. things. To do. But our main idea for today's show is, like I said, all about the idea of shame. And this is based on a comment from Francis Cherry, who's just joined us on Patreon. Uh, hi, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Francis. Loving the shows and the Patreons ones, too. Great job. Well worth a fiver. That's, that is really good to know that. Fiver <laughs> <laughs> then, is it? Or that's it. As you asked for suggestions for what to uh, talk about. Inspired by the utterly embarrassing position Carl was put in last week. You got no sound calls on that. What was the most embarrassing situation you two have ever been in? We've also just reviewed that show um, on our main uh, feed. So do go and check that out along with uh, an XFM special to take us into the new year. That, that's episode 38 of series two. And it's one of certainly one of mine. I think we're both our favourites. So, yeah, do check it out. Um, so she wants to know the most embarrassing situation we've ever been in separately and also, if you can think of one where you were together too, keep up the good work. Okay. Yeah. So we have, we we've, we have read this, 
So we've had a bit oh, of time yeah. to prepare. Lots, haven't had a lot of time to prepare the show. Well, there's so I've 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 got so much to choose from that I I you know it's it's hard to know which one to pick. But I picked. Well, so it's going to be way too long because the same as you. <laughs> well, we we need to be we try and be as brief as we we'll can. Be quite lean, okay. And this is probably most embarrassing and shameful one and the probably the most memorable one i always think like this with embarrassing stories and see what you think of this i used to quite like dating when i was back on the dating scene he did he did i i know miles um i'll just jump in here and he was with his long-term partner and you know luckily they split up because it wasn't going well and uh he was always going on dates and there was you know i went on a date one of his dates with him and and sat with his girlfriend <laughs> his sort of girlfriend and and I, I, she said nothing. She said almost nothing. And when the Mars went to the toilet, it was the most, always that could be an embarrassment. It's one of the most awkward times of my life because I was just trying to get little bits out. Just said nothing. She just sat there in silence after that. She was, she was a bit bland, mate. But uh, yeah, Mars was always going on little dates and things. But I used to quite like it because I always think with dating, I think you've just got to be, obviously you've just got to be really confident and just, just feel the silence and be, be yourself and all that sort of stuff. But I used to quite like it because it was a testing ground for how much of a reaction I can get out of them. And the way I used to get that, just as a bit of playful fun, really, not trying to be manipulative or anything, but it was always, how much can I get away with? So I'll tell this person the most embarrassing stories. And I've got no airs and graces about I mean, I'm a bit of an oversharer, quite frankly, and, and I'd be happy to share my stories of shame with pretty much everyone i think it's the best like leveler i think everyone's got shameful moments no I do, i've shared lots of mine on the show like i i'm happy to do that as well i kind of i think it's very therapeutic and kind of speaks to your like self-worth in a way that you can share those mm. those memories without oh that's going to destroy mm. my whole personhood you know to share this and it's also quite part of the sort of British sort of character, isn't it? This sort of self-deprecation. We do it so well. Tell me, I never buy people who are like arrogant or like have super, super confidence who say they've never had embarrassment. I just don't buy it for two seconds. And I think you should be proud of it. But my point was, I just thought it was really funny that you go on a date with someone and your first story, you're, you're trying to get to know them. You're trying to be attracted to them. They're trying to, hopefully you're trying to <laughs> give off attraction. Trying to attract yourself. Exactly. And then you say, oh, I shat myself once when I was 16. And it's just in that moment, you're just thinking they're imagining you 16, covered in shit <laughs> and thinking, I might want to go to bed with this person later. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's not the most sexy, glamorous look, is it? <laughs> but well, but it's, I, I kind of had fun with it because I was like, oh, this is a bit edgy. <laughs> <It's> edgy. <laughs> yeah. But is that, so, is that something you did? The one that I'm going to lead with. So I was 19. And for some reason, I had two provisional uh, driving licenses. I can't drive, right? So they were purely a form of identification. One night, we were going out in my hometown of Ipswich, and I took my provisional license, but my friend had forgotten his identification. I think I know this story. You know this story. Are the police involved? Yes, they are involved. Yeah, I did know this story. And if you're listening, I'll take it back, all the stuff I did. And... uh, god i've got loads of naughty stories as well so i said mate just take my id choose this ident- take this identical form of identification because i'm sure the bouncers won't realize i i had this very arrogance to think you know bouncers are pretty stupid people they won't they won't believe this right try so to reason I- with the bouncer like steve says that's <laughs> on the podcast actually but yeah steve's talking about trying to reason with this bouncer which um yeah it's very funny so got to the door 
No, got him fine. I was like, this is great. So it's okay. Called my friend from the inside and I said, I've just got in. Leave about five minutes and walk in, you know, just just so they can forget the image that they saw five minutes ago of the person yeah. directly saw. He comes in and he's like, oh, mate, I've got some bad news. Said so they've just uh, took away your ID. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. That's OK. I mean, I'm in now. I said, are you OK? I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go home. I was like, cool. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nice isn't it so yeah. I'm, I'm sort of there and think, oh I got away with it got away with it had a drink you know danced a little bit so it's, typical of you just so bad it. isn't it and like you know just literally not a care in my world like went outside to have a cigarette and smoke an area and I, I, I just make a small talk with whoever I was suddenly out of nowhere there's a tap on my shoulder I look behind and it's the bouncer from earlier and I'm thinking oh fuck Fuck, 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 fuck. He takes me downstairs to the, their sort of waiting office and I just start crying straight away. <laughs> start literally, just literally crying. Yeah, well, it is stressful. It is. And, like, they are such big, big, mental scary men dressed like bin bags. They're just so scary. And they says, mate, we're going to have to call the police. This is a case of a mistaken identity. I was like, oh, for fuck's well, sake. Hang on, hang on. You couldn't have said mistaken identity. Well, like, like, he said it was something like identity, identity theft or something. So, yeah, he said, wait here. Police came. They read out my rights. I'm not even joking. They literally read out my rights. Yeah, yeah. They obviously had a really, really quiet night because he was like, reading my rights. And straight away, they were like, where's your friend? Did he steal your ID? So because it's identity theft. And I was like yes he stole my id right when was this when was this uh he was around my house and he stole my id and i kept going down this like rabbit hole my friend came outside he's like where are you where are you came outside and he hugs me and he says don't tell him anything whispering into my ear don't tell him anything just just play it cool man just play it cool i was like i can't really do this because i'm crying so much yeah the police guy came up to me and he said, what do you do, mate? I was like, um, I'm a student at, at Brighton University. He was like, oh, yeah, backs against the walls, lads, backs against the walls, doing all those stupid... What, the police? Yeah, doing those oh, stupid... This, yeah, that, that wouldn't happen today, but and yeah. Then, no, exactly. But then he said, "Um, you're going to get years for this, mate. You're going to get years. And yeah, I went... No, he's joking. Oh, not in my state. You didn't know I was fucking half cup full of Strongbow. I'm really, really not in the mood to hear this. Yeah. Getting kicked, potentially been getting kicked off a course and a future in prison. I'm shitting myself, right? Anyway, so he takes me into the car and it's all kind of like quiet. And I don't really know what's going to go on. And he was like, is someone here to pick you up? And I was like, what's up? well, you just left me in the car. I don't really know what to do. And he said, someone's going to need to pick you up or you're going to have to get out of this car. I was like, but you didn't, you never told me what I need to do. Anyway, called my mum in the dead of night, probably about two or three o'clock in the morning. Call them crying. And I said, I said, mum. I've lost my identity. <laughs> and it was like, that was probably the best punchline that I could have written. But it was, and then she came and then literally that whole night I was up all night, just crying, continuous crying, like shaking, rocking back and forth in this rocking chair that we had in our house, just thinking that I'm going to get time for this. You were never it, arrested at any point, were you, though? We went we went the next day to the police station to settle it, and it was all fine, obviously. It, get off with, like, a you know cheeky little warning. Obviously didn't do anything wrong, just had... It wasn't even a caution, though, was it? It was, like, just a verbal, no, like, no, oh, no, you shouldn't no, do no, this. They can't caution me, because, I, I mean, Christ, look at me. I'm not going to get a fucking caution. I'm too scared of authority for a start. I'll follow yeah. the rules. Oh, but yeah. It, the shame of landing someone in the, the shit, that was that was horrible, even though I don't really like him. 
but I felt really bad like I shouldn't have done that that's the that's the bad bit but it was also the fact that I I don't know showing that much showing that much um sadness in front of a figure of authority I felt pretty I, I just felt um degraded you know that I, and I was annoyed at myself that I didn't speak up more no I think if I was went down to that room I, I especially if I was 19 I'd be pretty like it's like if you were accused of shoplifting in a shop and they take you to the back room, even if you didn't do it, you're still like quite a... I've never ever had like any trouble with the law. I've no, never I mean, been not actually. Two weeks episode to record live from a prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're that's both law abiders, except yeah. that one thing. So that's your, that's your worst, that's your... Yeah, but learn a good lesson in the mix of things. Never, I don't, don't lie, don't buy a tooth two ids don't lend it to your mate and don't don't dob them in all right yeah and that's got you through life don't do drugs kids no do drugs that's my advice <laughs> jack up yeah jack up uh yeah that's uh yeah i knew about that story actually yeah you told me that and uh i thought it happened when you were older though but uh, you, you were 19 that's the story and i'm sticking to it well you you talked about dates at the beginning and uh the, my story isn't going to be about a date but i've got some embarrassing date stories and i've had dates where there's just been silence like there's one in particular just so much silence it's so, so awkward. but and then and then she ended up reading the sort of there was like a, a leaflet on the table she was just sort of reading through that you know we're just sitting there in silence but the worst thing was then we went to leave and it was just like oh okay you know yeah oh yeah trying to be polite and just leave so we 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 both left and we 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 had to walk the same way for oh. about another 500 yards you know so we're walking and we, we turned down a street and we both turned down the same street and it was like oh my god when is this going to end i just want to be away from this person i'm sure she was thinking the same so that was that was so embarrassing because it was like the worst situation to be to have silence in you know if you're silent with your friends that's okay but you can't be silent on a date but anyway that's not that's not my embarrassing story but that that is embarrassing yeah i think mine is in about 2006 i think we my team that i follow my football team watford got to a cup final and in those days the cup finals were being played in cardiff and it was a big final it was a it was a playoff final so we'd get promoted if we won it was a really big day for us for the club so my uncle who goes as well and my uncle's friends we decided between us all to hire a limo I was only about 19 or 20 myself, so I probably I don't even know if I contributed to it. Now it's not it sounds really decadent and really lavish, but it's it wasn't because it actually ended up cheaper than you know almost almost as cheap as hiring a minivan and things like that. But yeah, so we had this limo and it was like so you go inside it was a huge because there was about there's about eight of us, two children, six adults, and there aren't like rows of seats like in a car. It's like got a, a rectangle bit where you all sit facing each other. Do you mm. know what I mean? So you've got padded seats around the side. So we were doing this and we thought, oh, it's it's great, like, and it's about four. What are you wearing? What are you wearing, by the way? It, oh, just my, we were all wearing Watford tops. We why all, would you go? Why did you need the limo though? Why why wouldn't you just get a cab? Oh, because as I say, the because it was a really big day for the club, so we just thought we're just going to go out. And I, I actually I say I've never been in a limo before or since, but that was the end my only time in limo. Yeah, it, we just we just thought we're going limo because yeah. it's a big day for us. We also took champagne in the limo uh mm. sort of sparkling wine wasn't real champagne 
and because uh, we thought and we set off really early in the morning and we thought we'll we'll open this champagne and sort of start drinking and we had some more champagne for when we went back in the limo if we won or to drown our sorrows if we lost anyway so about 10 minutes in the first bottle of champagne was opened and i had i was poured a little glass had a little glass. you're not very good with champagne are you no not very good with champagne in general but it might not be for the reason you're thinking in this particular <laughs> Uh, so and then we opened another bottle and we had some more but that, between six of someone's us, earning had, no there's no one rich in my family at all it was it was che- it was much cheaper than you think tire limo for this sort of situation but yeah so we'd had about two bottles between six of us so two small glasses and we're about 20 minutes into the journey and I started to need a wee and I was like oh please can this just go away I can't be doing with this like now i re- i had a wee as soon just before we left miles and i are exactly like this we we have bladder issues yeah. so we yeah. we always if we're going on a long car journey we we would have you know we straight before we left but i'd had the champagne and it went straight to my bladder and within about 25 minutes after that i was absolutely desperate i know you because i know how much how how much you would be in pain i know how yeah and you also pain. wouldn't be able to shut up about it and i know how annoying I, that was. I wouldn't shut up I, I was but you know like it, and we were about 45 minutes in to a four and a half hour journey and, oh, I, and we couldn't stop on the way because we we couldn't stop at the services because we timed it so that we get to stay yeah. time for the game so i was like what the fuck am I going to do? And, you know, everyone's chatting in the limo. And uh, the worst thing, the thing you don't want to do when you, your bladder is bursting is chat to anyone. You just want to be silent. Yeah, but I know. Chat was going on around worse, which um, chat was going on around me, which made it even worse. And I was just, I was absolutely desperate. And I said, I said to my mother, I said, oh, God, we've got to stop. I can't, I can't, I can't do this. We've got to stop. And I felt that this was slightly embarrassing this isn't the embarrassing bit but this that was very embarrassing because there were two children in the car and it was like <laughs> one of the adults is the one asking to can i stop for a wee you know and like and it but it should be the children who say that but, but it's it, not very it, glamorous it, is it like say pulling over somewhere in a limo no but you know but it's with their wangs out a service station i mean no we wouldn't have pulled over it, i i i don't think he would have done that so just i, I was like he's like no we, we there's no way we can we we just can't i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't i do not know what to do i don't i can't i can't deal with this it was one of the most pain i I can't yeah. remember the exact pain, but it was it was one of the most painful situations of my life. Like, I sometimes really need a wee, and I'm at home, and I'm in my bedroom, and I, I get to the point where I really, really need a wee, and I haven't gone for one. But that's fine, because I know I could just take six steps and have a wee yeah. in my privacy on my own home. Um, but it's when you know you've got hours oh. ahead of you, you can't. And um, I think he said to me, he said, I looked at the champagne, but he said, you could go in that go in the champagne bottle I was like well god I I mean I was so desperate I'd take anything we didn't have any other receptacles so it was the only thing so it's like okay I said okay I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go and he said well we'll kind of we'll kind of shuffle up one end so they all shuffled a bit up and and it was like we're gonna look the other way you know we'd try and look the other and there's two kids they were looking back because they was it was funny to them you know but um 
that the adults were kind of getting on with conversation. You know when it's like pretend conversation because you know everyone yeah. is really focused on you and their, their conversation is just like to try and pretend that they're not focused. Can I just say that I'm surprised that you said anything to these people and I'm guessing they're friends and family so I know this is an okay thing to, for you to bring up to go I really need to go to the toilet here's a champagne bottle like I, I'm surprised that you said anything because I would have naturally assumed that because in those situations all of your inhibitions go obviously so that's why you think it's fine to do the champagne thing I would have been straight onto Jeeves in the driver's seat and gone mate I don't care if you ferried the Queen about. You would yeah. not. Yeah. Don't act as if you would have been like really assertive in that situation. You, what did you no, say at no. the time, Brayden? <laughs> that is yeah, that is, uh, sums up. <laughs> no, you would you, like like I did as much as I could. Like it, it was it was it's true. Fine. It, there is a okay. So there's champagne. So everyone shoved, and it, there were friends and family, but they were like my uncle is not close family at all. Don't really like him and uh, his friends. Uh, so you see, there were people I didn't really know that well, but I know my uncle well, but I didn't really know them well. So it's even more embarrassing. So they shuffled yeah. up on end, and I, you, you can't even go manage to get a stream going if you stand at a urinal, a normal place where people are supposed to wee, because, because other people might stand next to you. So you always go to a cubicle. I can go at a urinal, but it's that thing at a urinal. I get it. Like you. It's hard to go. Like, but that's imagine a urinal is a place where you, this is a place for we. Like, it's completely socially acceptable to we here. It's not in a limo into a champagne bottle. So I, I got, you know, I, I pulled my trousers down. People were looking the other way, but it's they're all centered around you. Like, so the, they're all looking in because they're, there's they're no kind, control stream there, though, is there? Can't, so you, you can't control the stream. Yeah, but well, they, hang on. But they're trying to look away, but they're kind of faced into me i started I, it took a while but i i started going and quite quickly the stream got quite like high pressure as you imagine. but the thing about a champagne bottle is it's very it's very got a very narrow aperture very narrow like it's got tight it's tiny so you oh, can't you, you, no, you had no trouble there did you but, I guess. yeah yeah so i was fine i put it right in there and just you can't put it right in and over so it's splashing so it's splashing uh, out of the bottle and all these people who i didn't in a rented really, limousine rented limousine and, and it was so i went and basically i had more than the, i could the bottle could take so i had to stop going and we're like well what are we going to do with this we can't just have it here so steve said we'll chuck it out the window so he we poured it out the window into the road as we were driving along and then i went again with this and i, and I did the rest of it. um and it was so so embarrassing because it was like it's the worst situation to be in to need a wee like in that desperate i'd rather need a poo or something or something that's not as bad it's not it's not painful is it and they said here have the champagne bottle yeah yeah <laughs> do what you can with that but yeah it so anyway so i went and champagne bottle, and 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 i was so relieved afterwards but it was embarrassing that my wee was now in the car a little little bit just splashed so i knew it was there and like i didn't particularly smell it but i was like oh people are gonna they're gonna smell it a bit and it's just it was so embarrassing and i 
within about an hour I really needed a wee again but I didn't go in a champagne bottle I waited because I just I didn't it wasn't as bad as the first one but there is something about go being in a car journey I bet if I was just sitting in my room that day and I drank the same exactly what I drank before my bladder and my body would not go into meltdown mode about needing a wee but there's something about your body and your mind knowing that you can't wee that makes you desperate but that's it that's exactly the thing though isn't it because it's always those inconvenient times like every time I go to the theatre I'm like I could not even drink anything but knowing I'm in that environment and I've got to sit down there for oh yeah an I remember hour when we Stuart Lee attention and, to something uh, I remember when we went to Stuart Lee and we we were we both did that thing we we both in the just before we made sure it was just before like we quickly went for a wee got the wee done in the break went out for a cigarette Oh, I shouldn't say that. But anyway, we went out for a cigarette quick and had a wee before. Like, that's the last thing we do. Like, if we go into something like cinema or if you go to the theatre or whatever, it's that thing. You just make sure it's the last thing you do before you leave. But, but I did that. I did that. And it's still like all I drank. It, it was it's amazing to me because the amount that came out and the amount that I needed to do was no way proportional to the amount of tiny amount of champagne that I drank. But I just drank a bit. It just as, as soon as it started, you know, it's that little thing. It's ticking over in your mind and you can feel it constantly. And you're having to maintain conversation at the same time and you don't want to. And Aww. you know you've got four hours ahead of you. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know you can't stop. And uh, there's no way. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably that's probably I wouldn't say that's necessarily my most embarrassing moment in the in the world because there's probably others that I can't think of. But that's a pretty, pretty embarrassing one. Oh, mate, as someone with IBS, I can empathise with any kind of toilet trauma. Like, it is the worst. I mean, I've got some ghastly stories that I really don't really want to share with with the listeners. But it's that fear. When when you really need to go and you're somewhere with no public lavatories, maybe in a supermarket or you're just going for a walk around the park, but you know that your house is a good 30 or 40 minutes away. And then suddenly (laughs) it hits yeah your stomach goes in to to the mode and all you can think about is a lovely toilet you're all you're imagining is a lovely glossy toilet and you know that you've got between you've got 40 minutes between your location and your toilet you've got to get there there is no ifs and buts you've got to get there because you can't have anything in your way i've stopped at people's houses before and like knocked on random residential houses hello um yeah can i can i use your toilet and this is true someone said we don't actually um our toilets is being serviced at the moment yeah but to be be fair like i would be pretty sort of reticent to to let someone who needed to poo desperately who i don't know who just knocked on my door no i don't know to have a poo i'm not saying i hope i wish they did let you in i would you know i probably would let someone in but i'll be reticent about it i'd at it least was find... a, it was a door not a buzzer let's get that that's oh yeah so he opened the door yeah that's true because i'm not gonna let someone stranger in if it's a trick-or-treat you go no sod off you prick trick-or-treat and the so trick is i'm gonna they could, the toilet be, they could go into the bathroom and then wait for me there outside i've gone in salons before when i haven't needed a haircut yeah, I've I've stopped. I've done, I've done horrible things. 
I, yeah, I've stopped a haircut before in the halfway through and just said, please, can I use your toilet for a wee? But I do know what you mean when your stomach's fit, like, and actually, probably I said before I'd rather need poo. But if I needed to poo that badly, as ma- as much as I needed to wee, it probably would have been even worse because we would, I there would have been no way I could go at least. But, you know, having to wee in front of, around people I didn't know, kind of half knew and didn't really That's like. The worst to. Yeah. And it sat down as well, which is hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, holding a champagne bottle and trying to get my trying to get the stream into it and it's splashing. Yeah, I think to sum this up, I think embarrassing moments and shameful moments are some of our most memorable, most formative experiences. And let's face it, life would be pretty fucking dull if you didn't have any slip ups, if you didn't have any failures and if you didn't have any embarrassing stories. Because like we said, these are the stories that you tell. These are the stories that you you go on dates with. Yeah, it's it's. um yeah we've both had embarrassing dates and i think everyone probably has but it'd be interested to know you patrons out there um all 11 of you what your most embarrassing moments are because mars is right i think it's described it well they are formative experiences they are very memorable and it, it can help to share them and be open about them but i think that it's also embarrassing because it's inherently that's the thing it's an embarrassing moment so um, it's difficult to as well but yeah let us know your embarrassing moments if you want to I'd uh, love to know and Francis in particular because you you made us talk about that um, I want to know what your most embarrassing I think we've all learned something today uh, do email us spinnerspodcast at gmail.com or on twitter at spinnerspodcast I'm gonna have a good lie down now in a cold bucket in a cold bath of ice just to think about what was said today gary what are you going to do today mate after today people's shoulders or something (laughs) anyway cheers guys uh this has been his little legs with miles and gary cheers for listening and we'll be back soon (laughs) 